Welcome to the Lion's Den University Report. This program brings you a behind-the-scenes look at the spiritual life on today's university and college campuses. Now here's your host, Glenn Bailey. We're here uh, today in the state of Indiana, in Bloomington, Indiana, the western part of the state, and uh, at the Indiana University. And uh, we've been interviewing some professors already, and uh, today we're in the Student Union Building on campus. And my guest for this broadcast is Mark Johnson. He's the director of CRU, uh, formerly known as Campus Crusade for Christ, here at Indiana University. And uh, Mark, thanks for joining us today. Well, thanks for having me. Good to be here. And uh, you're the director of CRU here. Tell us uh, about your staff here and uh, how long you've been here at uh, Bloomington. Oh, great. Yeah, we have uh, a bunch of staff. We have 11 uh, staff members that are working with students in general on our campus, uh, 11 of those, uh, of those 11, two of them are, are part-time, but the rest of them are, are here on campus. And uh, we also have uh, three staff that are dedicated, or excuse me, four staff that are dedicated exclusively to reaching international students. Great. And we also have a couple of staff that are dedicated to reaching uh, specifically athletes as well. Um, so we have a, a generally a, a pretty good-sized team that's trying to hit different pockets of the campus and different uh, different avenues and lifestyles and people who are in different places. Uh, but yeah, generally we have a, a pretty blessed team to be able to to, ocu- uh, to to operate in the capacity that we do here. Tremendous, tremendous. And it sounds like this is perhaps a targeted campus. Uh, I remember when I was an undergraduate at Cal Berkeley uh, back in the dark ages. <laughs> for, I was there from 1969 to 73. And uh, at that time, Bill Bright was still alive. Mm-hmm. And he apparently targeted that campus and we had about 17 uh, staff at Berkeley and (laughs) people are surprised to hear you know we just had the riot uh, at Berkeley here uh, recently uh, over uh, uh, they had used the free speech areas where they're Mm -hmm. holding the riot so they could keep a conservative speaker from speaking (laughs) so (laughs) that was uh, ironic and uh, Mm -hmm. I've spoken in that area before Mm -hmm. myself and remember the days when they uh, they rabbled the uh, got the crowd riled up and uh, went mm-hmm. down Telegraph Avenue smashing windows uh, in <laughs> protest of the Vietnam War. But mm-hmm. uh, I was downwind from tear gas even in, mm-hmm. in one of those uh, scenarios. Uh, but uh, good to be here. And here you've mm-hmm. got a good presence uh, here at Indiana University. Mm-hmm. And uh, also to hear uh, uh, just uh, yesterday, one of our previous guests on our program a number of years ago, we visited uh, Dr. Ravi Zacharias down mm-hmm. in his offices near Atlanta there mm-hmm. and uh, had him on a, a couple of our programs. And I understand he was uh, here uh, last night and uh, was at uh, Campus Crusade, the sponsoring group for his meeting. Yes, we were. We, um, we were one of the, the lead sponsors on it. We thankfully were able to partner with several other campus ministries, but we were kind of the the point people, the go-betweens between him and uh, everything else that was going on. So yeah, we had him and uh, uh, Abdu Murray, also with RZIM, down here yesterday. A fantastic event. They really engaged our campus well. Uh, We got three or four fantastic questions. Uh, One about homosexuality, one from a Muslim, and one from an atheist student as well. And Ravi and Abdu answered with such grace and truth. They were clearly more interested in speaking to the individual and helping them along in their spiritual journey and and hopefully pointing them to Jesus more than just providing an intellectual response, a a trump card, if you will. Uh, They did provide an intellectual response, but at the same time... you can't miss that if you have (laughs) Robbie. Right, exactly. Intellectual for intellectuals. Yes. 
But it was just fantastic to see the heart that they had for the questioners who were there. And um, I, I was sitting backstage and, uh, and, and almost teared up, particularly when uh, this Muslim student was asking his question. Um, but it was just a fantastic evening to, to watch. Right. Okay. What uh, question did the Muslim student ask? Well, the Muslim student, uh, this was incredibly bold of him, to, to, for him to share his journey. He came up to the mic and he said, I'm, I'm a Muslim. I, I grew up from a, in a Muslim background with a Muslim family. But for the past several years, I've been reading the Bible for myself wow. and trying to understand it myself. And I've come to the conclusion that Jesus was crucified and that Jesus did rise from the dead. And that, that's a big deal because the Muslims right. don't believe that. Yeah, the Quran teaches somebody Jesus wasn't crucified. Mm -hmm. Somebody was crucified in his place. Exactly. So he shares that in front of everybody, 2,000 people, and then proceeds to say— And, and by the way, too, that's the most important thing of Christianity. It's almost like yes. a satanic <laughs> deception to make a counterfeit. You know, you yes. pull out the most important thing and you say, well, Jesus was a prophet, but he didn't die for your sins. <laughs> Well, yeah. then he didn't accomplish what he came to do. Exactly. Did he? Then there's no point. It's right. just, well, what's he doing? So it makes him a liar. And, uh, and, and so, and then he goes on to say, and this was his question, and he, it was, he was talking to Abdu, who, was, who came from a, a Muslim background. Can you tell me why Jesus was God? And then Abdu then proceeded to just walk alongside this young man and, and enter into conversation and dialogue with him, sharing a little bit of his own story. And also, I mean, talking through scripture about why Jesus is God, but more importantly, focusing on the resurrection and talking about how, look, if Jesus is raised from the dead, then yes, he is God. He claimed to be God. And people, one of his great lines, he said, you know, people that ra are raised from the dead, people that rise again are credible. <laughs> so, yes, <laughs> okay, absolutely. Yes. He's the expert on life after death, mm -hmm, isn't he? And absolutely. You want to find experts and not just, you know, we hear a lot about near-death experiences. When Jesus rose again, it was not just a near-death. Uh, he was in the in the tomb for three days mm -hmm. and he was crucified and uh, it, they pierced his side and the, the blood came out separated, which was uh, uh, signifying mm -hmm. he had died. Yes. And so he definitely was dead and definitely rose again, and it wasn't uh, a near-death experience or a hallucination of the disciples. They all went to uh, martyrs' uh, deaths, mm -hmm. except for one uh, who was uh, in prison uh, on uh, Patmos, John, mm -hmm. uh, for the testimony of the resurrection of Christ. Mm -hmm. And I remember hearing a lot of the apologetics first time by Bill Bright. I read his book, uh, Revolution <laughs> Now. And actually, when I graduated from high school, I bought 100 of those and, and gave them out oh, wow. to friends. That's so great. That's how he had uh, impacted my mm -hmm. life and ministry. But uh, here you are at IU, and you've had uh, Ravi Zacharias here. Mm -hmm. And what kind of things uh, do you offer for students on campus uh, with crew? Great question. Uh, a lot. Our, our chief aim is to help win the campus today uh, to win the world tomorrow. And mainly what we want to see happen is students becoming disciples of Christ and then making more disciples of Christ, not just here at IU, but for a lifetime. So what we offer here at IU is is what we hope to be is avenues to make that happen. So we have opportunities for students to learn more about Christ, to, to grow in their understanding of Him, Bible studies, uh, getting into the Word, understanding what has God said to us, um, but also specifically challenging our students. What does it look like to invest in other students? Who can you disciple? Who can you teach 
about who Jesus is and help them in their walk with Christ. But not only that, teach them to teach others. Kind of a 2 Timothy 2, 2, taking what's been entrusted to us and giving it to others who then can take it to others. And um, we really seek to, to model that well to our students and continually challenging them, saying, hey, who are you teaching? Are you teaching them how to share their faith? Are you teaching them how to uh, be on campus, talking to their classmates, talking to the people in their dorms, talking to people they don't know? How can you talk to anybody that God has put in your path and in your life? How many open doors can you walk through? Right. How many doorknobs are you even going to try to see that mm -hmm. uh, if they're open? So, so we'll do all sorts of things, uh, but our, our big thrust is we really want to be doing discipleship. We want to be having one-on-one -on -one time with that. We want to show our students that they can do that, that they can be investing in people now, that it doesn't take a seminary degree uh, to be walking through life with other people and talking about Jesus requires no expertise, just the Holy Spirit. And yes, we want, we want training, we provide that, we equip them, uh, but helping students take steps of faith. So Bible studies, evangelism, discipleship, uh, missions, trips, opportunities for, for growth over the summer uh, where uh, they can be equipped to, to lead and be trained, all sorts of things like that we try to offer here on the campus. Okay. And you mentioned uh, part of uh, your, I don't know if it was your training, but one of your assignments was overseas mm -hmm. uh, when you first uh, were involved with with crew mm -hmm. and uh, how did you get into that and is, are those kind of things offered for students here yes they are absolutely i'm actually leaving in a couple weeks for a spring break trip uh, over to east asia so we and i'll be taking uh, some, several students with me um, to hopefully give them a taste of what god is doing on the other side of the world they can develop a heart for uh, for 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 God's people on the other side of the world and see how they can be a part of it, whether it's through praying when they come back here, um, going after they graduate and serving long-term as church planters and missionaries or however the Lord would lead them, um, or as business people over there working there, but then being a light um, in that country. So, but but anyways, um, I went over there. Uh, I, I had been, I think God grew in me a heart for the 1040 window in particular, um, and then a, a, a closed communist nation, uh, specifically in, in East Asia, uh, when I was in college. I had gone away to a summer, it was called a summer project at the time with crew, and uh, there they kind of unpacked what God's plan was from the world for Gen from Genesis to Revelation. And it was kind of like a light bulb just went off in my, my mind, in my heart, and I realized, oh my goodness, God cares about the world. Sure. Do I? Mm -hmm. And my honest answer to that was, well, I think no. I want to care about the world. God, will you give me a heart? So I said, God, my yes is on the table for me to go wherever you'll have me go, for however long you'll have me be there. So uh, a summer later, I, I went again with another summer trip over to East Asia. Loved it. Loved the people and uh, said, I want to do this for a year after I graduate. So I did a year here of training with with crew and then um after after that year i said hey i want to do another year of training overseas and see what it's like so that's that's how i got connected with that i had been there i loved the people i loved the ministry that was happening there i loved the just the blank slate that the people were in that country how they had no idea who jesus was and being able to step into that and say let me tell you about the man who changed my life the man who is god who died for me can i tell you about this person absolutely incredible um, but also discovered in the process that I don't function well overseas, oh, and that I was okay. not—I have not been crafted and created I'm, uh, uh, to to live in a foreign environment with a foreign language. I'm—I'm I'm not gifted at that. I'm a—I'm a talker. I'm a teacher. Right. Um, and I 
wasn't getting to live out a lot of that here. But I also have a passion for seeing other people go. Sure. So I said, I'm going to come back to IU, and I'm going to get IU students excited about going to the world. Right. So that's one of the big reasons I'm here, because I want students to see that God can use them. God can use them uh, not just to be on staff with crew. God can use them uh, to be business people over there, church planters. There's other mission organizations. There's great things that they can go and do. Right. Um, and I want them to have a heart for that. So great. that's why great. I'm here. Sounds similar to, uh, I don't know if you've ever come across the story of Luther Rice, who founded George mm-hmm. Washington University yes. and how he was kicked out of India. And instead of, uh, uh, like his uh, counterpart, uh, uh, that went to Burma, uh, he came back and, mm-hmm. and spent his career raising up missionaries and funding yes. and, and actually started the Southern Baptist mm-hmm. Convention yep. uh, out of that burden for uh, people overseas. Now, just to go back uh, to the meeting with Ravi, just to give people a feel for how these things ha- can happen on secular university campuses these days, uh, where did you hold the event and how many people attend- mm-hmm. attended and how did you have to go about setting it up? Yeah, we held it at the IU Auditorium. That's the really the biggest venue on campus other than Assembly Hall where we play our basketball games. It's a it's sacred space here at IU, our, our basketball arena. I bet. Um, and if from there, it was off to the races with the publicity and getting our students excited about it. And also just trying to make it not just an event, right. but help our students see, hey, this is an opportunity for you to have conversations with your friends. Sure. Who are five people that you're not only going to invite, but that you're going to ask them some big questions like, where does morality come from? Why is there something rather than nothing? Is there a moral? Oh, I already said, yeah, where does morality come from? Questions like that. Right. Have conversations like that with them yeah. and then bring them to this event to, sure. have, to say, hey, what's, what's, what's going on in your heart? Uh, right. To not just make it, hey, we're going to celebrate a Christian celebrity, but no, we're going to yeah. talk about your life because this is a matter of life and death. Well, my guest for this program has been Mark Johnson, director of crew at Indiana University here in Bloomington, Indiana. I think you can sense his passion for the ministry here, and we're glad to have you with us today, Mark. All right, thanks for having me. You have been listening to the Lion's Den University Report. If you would like more information about the Christian life or would like to contact the Lion's Den or one of the guests, please write us at the Lion's Den, Post Office Box 226, Mifflinburg, Pennsylvania, 17844 or email ltcldur at yahoo.com.